The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 5th of November, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. All right. This is the show focusing on the 2022 midterm elections. Now, like I said last week, uh, this one's going to be all political. In fact, uh, the first conversation I had really went over the uh, time that I uh, had planned for. So because of that, I really can't uh, edit the conversation because there was just too much important stuff that was mentioned. So other things that had to be altered was the uh, music sets are cut down to three songs. But uh, uh, hopefully... uh, I uh, we have the music that uh, y'all enjoy on Outlaw Radio. Yes, indeed. So, in the first hour, I'm speaking with Kevin Hammer. He's out of Schenectady, Schenectady, New York. I can't even say it properly. I'm sorry. And the second hour, I have Patriotsky of Patriotsky's Tavern on Patriot Soapbox. And in the third hour, I am joined by the icon. Stephen James. So let's get things started off. Here is Jimmy Gray with Phoenix, Bird of Destiny. And I'll be back with the conversation with Kevin Hammer right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. so free your feathers of fire light the sky and your spirit is one with me your wings span the mighty ocean your eyes see everything 
The slightest of your motions can make the continents ring. Yet in all your might and glory, you vanished from the skies, leaving just another story amidst millions of man-made lies. They tell of how you fell from the sky, your once proud beauty of flames, to vanish from your throne on high, leaving only a memory of your name, a rainbow bird, mighty phoenix, come once more into the eyes of man, from the ancient days of Atlantis, in centuries numbered ten times ten times ten. Whisper and say that you will come again, and once more man will prosper beneath your rainbow wing. And on your mighty fire-flecked back, there shall stand that man. His words will be for the voice you lack, a guide for the race of man. All rainbow bird, mighty phoenix, come once more into the eyes of man. From the ancient days of Atlantis, in centuries numbered ten times ten times ten. 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 Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there worth more than you. And I'm not talking about money. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. You can lead a horse to water, but Sarah Jessica Parker prefers gin and tonic. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, please have a seat as we review your Hofax. Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. 
Celebrating 20 years in business, GunBroker.com is the world's largest online marketplace to buy and sell firearms, ammunition, and accessories. With over 1 million auctions daily, you can expect to find a limitless number of top brand names on GunBroker.com. Sellers, you can reach nearly 5 million registered users on GunBroker.com. And buyers, you can buy with confidence knowing GunBroker.com respects your privacy and is the only online marketplace offering buyer's protection. Buy or sell your next firearm on GunBroker.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Phoenix, Bird of Destiny by Jimmy Gray. And now it's time to uh, cue the conversation that I had with Kevin Hammer. Here we go. 2022 Midterm Elections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to welcome Kevin Hammer. He's out of upstate New York. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you very, very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, Billy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, out of upstate New York. Wow, it's definitely a beautiful area. I mean, a lot of people think New York. They think New York City. Oh, <laughs> uh, Absolutely. It's not yeah. always the case, especially, uh, you know, I can I can tell you firsthand. I mean, uh, there's a there's a big difference between uh, New York City and upstate New York. Having traveled through the state myself, and not only that, you know, what I stated many times when I first started the show, I was living in Northeast Ohio, right along the shores of Lake Erie. So really, New York wasn't all that far from me. Uh, mm. going, you know, going across the uh, Pennsylvania border, and uh, I was right there on the, uh, the road uh, towards Buffalo, actually. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it's funny because um, I, when I tell people, you know, uh, I've had interactions with them over the years. Uh, of course, I'm if I'm not wearing the camo, um, they uh, and I say I'm from New York. They often will think uh, New York City. It's just, you know, when I've traveled and I say I'm from New York, a lot of people uh, might think the city initially. Uh, they, Although they will comment on the fact that I don't sound very New York City. Uh, it's it's interesting enough because where I grew up, this, you know, the small town, uh, you know, the rural community where I grew up, we actually had the Amish up there as well. Uh, my uh, Let me put it this way. The town bank, uh, the grocery store, they actually had posts for the Amish to tie up their horses. 
So I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see that background there behind me. That's where yeah. I grew up, and uh, pretty much the whole t- my whole childhood up through even my thirties. Uh, that the population lingered around 700, 750. Now, uh, since 2020, it's it's rose to 850 right around there. Yeah, there were probably 25 in my uh, graduating class. So, yeah, that, that wow. behind me, that's that's uh, my original area right there. Small town. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Looks great for hiking. Looks great. It definitely. I love hiking, and that looks perfect for it. Oh, yeah, no, my graduating class was a bit bigger than yours. It was about 60, so... <laughs> that's still pretty small in, in many places. yeah c- compared to most people i know where especially where i live now which is closer to the capital uh capital area of new york state so you're looking at albany area most people that i talked to their graduating classes were like 200 300 it's crazy yes all right so um you know i've been watching some of your videos and uh, you know obviously uh, you have you're uh, just like me. You have your uh, conservative values that you're you're not afraid to put out there too, um, you know. And you stated to me that uh, you used to be an activist for the Democratic Party. Um, how, however, uh, I don't know. I just when you speak, I really don't hear that. Uh, but I, you know, and you you kind of said you identify as a Republican. Um, me personally, I I don't really tie to the Republican Party, I, but I'm conservative, and that's what I tie to is more of a conservative libertarian, you might say. I'm, I mean, uh, I don't know as much as the, uh, we had deception from the Democrats. I mean, we've had equal deception from the Republican Party as well. So that's that's why I kind of tend to stray away from the Republican title, even though when I register to vote. I have to pick the R or the D when I register, but when I when I vote, um, especially this year, I'm going to be looking at uh, you know I'm eyeballing more of the uh, constitutional parties, the uh, libertarians, and the independents now. Um, yeah. So, so it's interesting, right? Because um, you know, there's the old saying, you know, uh, was it like a New York Democrat is going to be different than a Democrat in you know in another state or another South, right? And a, a New York Republican is going to be different from like let's say a Republican in Texas. So, um, and furthermore, I will admit that, and I've I've told a lot of friends and a lot of people that I know this that to be honest, if New York State had open primaries. I probably wouldn't be. I, I don't know if I'd be a registered Republican. Uh, I might have just, you know, been uh, unaffiliated and independent because uh, in New York state, you know, it's it's the closed primaries. And then it's really the Democrat and Republican rule. I mean, we do have uh, the conservative party and we also have the working families party. Now, though, what's interesting, though, with the conservative party is that the conservative party, at least locally where I live, uh, endorses Democrats a lot. Mm. So it's it's very interesting. And actually, one candidate, now this is uh, this got a lot of people on both sides of the aisle going, hmm? Uh, both, you know, both sides of it. Uh, we had a candidate a few years back when he was running for office. He managed to get both the working families uh, endorsement, uh, the, the party line, and the conservative line. 
which I mean, for anyone familiar with those two parties, that just is that's that's crazy. So local politics is is very interesting. Uh, I am a Republican because overall, that's where most of my values fall in line. Um, obviously, especially my conservative values. I I have a lot of libertarian friends, and I myself have a number of libertarian leanings. Do not get me wrong. Uh, however, I always joke because I, I uh, a few years ago I started checking out some of the libertarian me meetings. Um, you know close to me and it was interesting because i swear i'd be in a in a room full of libertarians and honest to god the only thing i think they could agree agree on was uh guns and marijuana at the time uh illegal <laughs> legalized well he legalized marijuana yeah legalized marijuana and the second amendment that was like i think the only two main things the local libertarians could agree on when you got them together um, and, and I have a lot of libertarian friends, like I said, uh, it's just, I will admit as a party, at least, at least here in New York state, uh, I really feel that they need to learn to, uh, well, crawl and walk before they run, especially run for office, like governor, for example, uh, you know, um, I start local run in local races and work to make those connections to build the party in communities and then go from there. Although admittedly, especially here in New York state, you know, the Democrats and Republicans, they work to, you know, stifle uh, other parties. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, obviously, you know, uh, we had um, the, the libertarian party lost their ballot access uh in uh, a few others uh did as well because they didn't get enough votes uh during one of the last elections to actually be able to remain on the ballot yes yes and of course uh we at the the bearded patriots of course uh one of i'm there aren't very many of us uh the bearded patriots of course uh we're still uh in in the infancy in that but uh we you know i decided we should start uh endorsing some candidates and one of my picks uh was uh tina forte if you've heard of her that is the name sounds familiar but please refresh my refresh my memory well tina forte she was born and raised in the bronx she's got a hell of a mouth on her i mean uh people think that uh, i use a lot of profanity on this show but they haven't heard her on her, on <laughs> her videos on twitter and whatnot uh, oh my goodness Oh, but uh, she's uh, AOC's opponent. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I, I admit I am great with faces. I am horrible with names. Yeah, uh, uh, my local candidates, I've memorized their names, so I consider myself, uh, you know, very skilled with that. Yeah, she's uh, running for New York's 14th Congressional District, and uh, she definitely has my support. I'm, I've got to say... You know, I've never liked AOC, especially after uh, she helped. Uh, I mean, even from what I understand, her and Cuomo had had some words going back and forth when she mm -hmm. uh, put a stop to the Amazon factory being built right there in Queens, the, which would have mm -hmm. opened a lot of jobs for a lot of the local people there. And uh, we're talking, you know, New York metropolitan area. That's a lot of people. And that, you know, that could have meant... Uh, a lot of jobs for those people and she said no and and it didn't happen and and you know i just 
Yeah, well, un unfortunately, the district that AOC is in, uh, I mean, as you know, she's had her clashes with Nancy Pelosi. But I remember one time uh, Nancy Pelosi was saying, uh, was that you could put this glass of water in the district and put a D and as long as it has a D on it, it would get elected. Uh, you, you know, and, and that's as far as AOC's district, that's that's pretty much been the case. I know a lot of people felt like this was a, you know, her uh a victory was uh, this groundbreaking, earth-shattering, you know, event. Uh, but when you look at the, when you look at that district, when you look at the demographics, when you look at, you know, just overall and her opponent at the time, and just the fact that, you know, there really wasn't much attention there, and there, the voter turnout was incredibly poor. I mean, then again, that's an issue that we face across the country: is uh, poor voter turnout um, across the board, which is another thing that uh, uh, well, everyone has to address, especially the Republican Party and anyone with. If you're in a party that leans conservative, um, you need to address that just as much because uh, the voter turnout for the primaries um, for the races this year at least here in New York state and um, especially in the local races, it, it was, it was abysmal, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm wondering, you know, I mean, I know Tina is the clearly the underdog in, in this whole thing here because um, <laughs> I mean, and I think uh, also people have brought up some of her videos that uh, she has posted in the past. I know that uh, Michael uh, Rappaport and her have had, some words uh however i'm, I'm you don't want to get me started on rapaport i've i've attacked him viciously on twitter however when somebody called him like uh, called him using the k word and all that using racial slurs and all that i i i had his back on that one because that wasn't necessary uh but uh over i uh, rapaport's just a big mouth idiot as far as i'm concerned um mm. however uh regardless of whether you're you're in upstate new york you're in albany you're buffalo uh or you're you're in the big apple it does not matter there the one the one thing uh, you've all got to deal with is uh kathy hulkel uh, and before oh, that yes. it was andrew cuomo and uh now from what i understand zeldin is uh you know that since the early voting started, Zeldin has really given her a run for her money. Well, it's it's interesting because we're seeing different uh, depending on uh, where you're going, because there were like uh, there were two polls that uh, came out, one showing uh, favoring Kathy, one actually, though, putting uh, Lee Zeldin uh, slightly uh, ahead of her. And I mean, it's it's interesting because I can't remember the last time um you know really so much more in my adult life uh when there's been a governor's race this you know this tense this close um where a republican is really you know it's neck and neck um and you know we're we're hoping but you know not just with lee zeldin i mean i watched the debate between kathy hochel and lee zeldin i genuinely don't understand how anyone could walk away from that uh thinking that uh Kathy Hochul won that. <laughs> I, I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch any of the debate. I have. But, 
I know what what really came from that, and I know the New York Post covered this, and uh, just a lot of um, media outlets actually did, and it's been all over social media. Is um, basically Kathy Hochul asking Lee Zeldin why does he care about crime so much, and which she ba- she, she basically did because Lee Zeldin was just you know going at her about the crime in New York State. And she was talking about, you know, how, you know, areas where crime has decreased. But when you actually look at those statistics, they've decreased slightly from shooting up very high. Right. And they've decreased slightly as New York and areas have moved away from the defund the police uh, a little, you know, as that's lost attention. Uh, But even in my area, in my city where I currently reside, we actually recently experienced um, a defunding of the police. Uh, And it's uh, specifically where overtime is concerned. Now, some people might say, oh, you know, you're slashing the budget on police overtime. You know, what's the what's the big deal there? They get paid the, you know, a certain amount of, you know, annual salary, all this. And it's like the problem with that is that our police officers, they need that overtime because we are short on officers. So our our city which at one point was actually on a list. I think it was one of the, it was the 11th most dangerous small city in America once on a list a number of years ago. Um, it's uh, it's the city of Schenectady in upstate New York. Uh, it's, it's dealing with a lot of stressors right now. There's a lot going on. Uh, you know, I myself am involved in the local Republican party and we're trying to help help the city. Um, you know, we have a lot going on and there's other candidates too across the board locally. Uh, let's see for the, um, 20th congressional district. We have Liz joy. Um, she's going up against Paul Tonko. We have, um, Joseph, um, Manaro. Oh, sorry, Manaro. Um, sorry. Uh, I, I, I went with Manaro on that. Um, so, so uh, the la- sorry, uh, the races that we have because I wanted to actually go over all of those races because they are quite interesting. Oh, uh, I just ooh. yeah. So we actually have um, Mastriani. I don't know why I went with Malinaro. Sorry. Uh, so we have Liz Joy. Uh, you know she's running against uh, for, like I said for the twentieth congressional district. She's running against Paul Tonko. Um, then for my and. Uh, uh, that's you know that's obviously for the assembly and then we have jim tedesco he's actually been a sitting uh senate uh new york's uh well now the newly created 44th senate district of new york state uh he's running we think that his his is definitely a safe election you know he's been a senator for a while he's well known in the area um the redistricting did alter the numbers a little bit but we are fairly confident that he is going to uh, win that race. Uh, Joe Mastriani, um, he's taking on um, Angelo Santa Barbara in the New York Assembly District 111. Uh, Angelo Santa Barbara, he's one of those individuals who actually was once a Republican and a conservative and is now a Democrat. Um, and, uh, neighboring me, but still including some of my city, we have the one, uh, the New York state assembly district, uh, one ten, which is, uh, Alexandra Valella. She's running, um, she's running to, uh, on C, uh, a gentleman by the name of Phil Steck. And, uh, he's, you know, he's corrupt. 
He's definitely, you know, he actually is involved uh, very closely with a um, Black Lives Matter activist. Uh, you know, then we have, let's see, we have uh, three judges. Uh, so New York State Supreme Court, the fourth judicial district. We have three judges running in that race. Uh, then obviously, as we go up to more statewide, we're looking at, you know, uh, Paul Rodriguez for Comptroller, Joe Pinion for U.S. Senate, Michael Henry for New York State Attorney General. Um, and by the way, which Letitia James has actually refused to um, debate him. I don't I don't know if you've been following that at all, but um, we have a, an AG. Uh, she basically had made her name off from going after uh, Trump. You know, that was her thing. Like, as soon as that was what she campaigned on was she was she would go after Trump. And then, of course, we have Lee Zeldin and um, Allison Esposito for governor and lieutenant governor. Uh, actually, what was interesting, and I would encourage people to look this up. You obviously aware of that. You know who Chuck Schumer is, right? Well, oh. Joe Pinion. Yeah, obviously. Well, Joe Pinion is Joseph Pinion. He's taking on Chuck Schumer. Uh, he just had a really amazing debate. Uh, unfortunately, I we know that Chuck Schumer, he you know he's basically he's a leg you know he has his name out there, you know he's been in politics forever. We're looking at what I believe it's forty two years, and um you know but Joseph Pinion's definitely giving him um, giving him a run for his money. Uh, so if you want to see an interesting debate, a debate where I will admit it actually remained quite civil. But, you know, still, they you know, they did go at each other. Uh, I would definitely be Chuck Schumer uh, versus um, Joe Pinion um, for uh, New York State for U.S. Senate uh, to represent New York State. Um, but yeah, so those are those are all the races I'm uh, paying close attention to and really uh, trying to, uh, you know, get us a, get us wins there doing my part as much as I can. Yes, yes. And as far as, uh, you know, you have these candidates that are refusing to debate, I'm, I absolutely hate that. Uh, I don't understand why, uh, that you know, some, somebody, ref if they want to bring their points to the table and, and uh, explain why they're valid, you, have, you should be there for the debate. Our governor here in Idaho is, ref is refusing to debate uh, any any of uh, his opponents have he's absolutely refused the debates and of course uh, you know we only we only had uh, in 2020 we only had one unconfirmed case of covid before he shut the whole state down and under emergency lockdown he, and and the only reason why he did that was because trump was offering uh was offering a bunch of monies to who declared their state in a state of emergency and all we had was one unconfirmed case, and that was it. And he shut the whole state down. And now he's refusing to debate anyone, and just oh. yeah, I can I can relate to that because I mean here we have Kathy Hochul who fo first tried to make something of monkeypox, then she moved on to um, uh, polio. She's trying to uh, focus uh, focus on polio there. Uh, anything she can to distract, you know, we're seeing uh, a trend, obviously, across the country with Democrats uh, when it comes to going after their Republican opponents. They are bringing up, obviously, Trump. They're bringing up January 6th. 
you know, and they're bringing up other issues that, while to me important, uh, they are not issues that are currently driving voters to the polls, uh, especially not independents. Uh, one of those issues, for example, is abortion. You know, I, I myself am very, you know, I'm pro-life. I'm unapologetically pro-life. Uh, you know, I, I would want to see abortion made illegal. I mean, I'm in, I'm in New York State, so I know that's a tall order. Uh, but it, the, the fact is, is that for me or for the other side, abortion is really not an issue that's driving people to the polls. Uh, and this is especially even nationally. To, in many polls, it's not even in the top. You don't even get to the top five. I think one of the polls I read recently put it at number seven. We're looking at, obviously, the economy and inflation first. We're looking at uh, the border crisis. You know, we're, we're looking at a lot of other things um, before we even get to the issue of abortion that's on people's minds. Crime is up there. You're looking at those top three right there. So and and that's reflecting here in New York State. So Kathy Hochul and all the other Democrats keep trying to bring up abortion. Uh, they keep trying to bring up so many issues, but those aren't the bread and butter issues. Those aren't the issues that families are talking about over the table as much. They're talking about, well, the bread and butter. How are they going to pay for that? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and then there's the the young, the, the youth that, uh, you know, I'm trying to talk to my daughter about uh you know, she's asking me who she's going to vote for. Why should I vote for them? All, all that, you know, and uh, it seems like a lot of the less important stuff is uh, is on the minds, too. You know, it's not even about abortion anymore. And I'm I'm there with you. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent pro-life. I only make exceptions for abortion in the case of rape, incest or uh, underlying health conditions where the mother's life could be in danger. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's like with my daughter is, are they going to legalize marijuana? And the thing is, is that she will blindly right now until I can try to get her educated right, properly, she will blindly vo vote for a candidate say that, uh, is basically, uh, communist, uh, Fidel Castro, who, yeah, they're going to legalize marijuana, but uh, we're going to live under a communist regime. She will blindly vote for that person. So can I can I make a recommendation about that in regards to approach? So this is something that I've been trying to encourage people to do. Uh, Joe Mastriani, um, which he he would basically. Uh, he would there would be no end to him criticizing me for messing his name up earlier um but joe mastriani who's the candidate for the 111th assembly district here in new york state that i personally reside in uh he's also a friend of mine and uh he actually had an event where he went and spoke to people at a business that's owned by uh, a bernie sanders supporter and how we did this approach was we talked issues not party so that's always my recommendation, uh, especially to parents talking to their children uh, about voting and about candidates. I would say first, talk about the issues, talk about the the issues that are important and understand where they where they fall on those issues and then have a discussion about where you fall and where you meet in the middle. So first, talk about the issues, right? Then talk about the candidates that best reflect the va your values, those issues that you're talking about. 
Uh, I just think when the discussions that we have today, when we bring in party right away, it can kind of shut things down right uh, across the board i think and it goes both ways you know i think once you know republic once a republican and conservative hears democrat um especially if they hear democratic socialists which trust me uh, uh you know it's it's a shut off right and as soon as someone who's left-leaning hears republican or conservative it, it it's a uh, it's shut down mode uh, but i have actually found that granted we i've still wound up in arguments I've still had people basically just tell me to F off, but I can honestly say that by not going to party first, I've been able to have at least more in-depth conversations with people from differing perspectives, uh, just by focusing on the issues, not so much the party. So that, that's what I'd recommend if you're going to talk to your daughter about that is talk to her about the issues and see what issues you and her agree on as father and daughter, and then talk about what candidate in the race reflects those values that you guys have. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, it, you know, it, was, it goes, goes going back to what I was saying, too, is, uh, you know, that it, it's not just her. It's a lot of people. They're hung up on on the on the smaller things, you know. This like this person here is going to legalize marijuana, but they're not going to do very well. Uh, they're not going to focus on fixing the economy, so to speak, or or things mm -hmm. like that. You know, I am personally for the full legalization or decriminalization of uh, uh, decriminalization of marijuana. I I truly am. However, that's that's uh, always. When it comes to the issues we have right now, that's put on the back burner. So first, we need to fix our economy. You know, I mean, Joe Biden has really put us in a bind here. And I'm not just going to pin the whole thing on him. It's, you know, it's it's his administration and those he has that uh, he's working for, I should say, because we all know he's a puppet. Mm. You know, so we've got, we've got to focus on, mm. on things like that. Uh, you know, uh, the reckless spending. I mean, how much money does your does your state really have, and and why are they they're only raising taxes because they're low on funds, so they're they're going to take more of your money. Yeah. And well, those are the issues right there that I'm most concerned with. Yeah, and I you know you got to actually have a uh, what I call a carrot and stick discussion um, with with your daughter on that, and you can be honestly say you know. The legalization of marijuana, you know, as you said, you personally support it. That's the carrot. But with the candidate, trust me, the stick is coming. You know, it's that it's, you know, they're they're they're, you know, trying to get your attention, trying to well bribe you, trying to encourage you to vote. And then with that carrot and then that stick will come down as well. And I mean, here in New York State, you know, we we had the legalization of marijuana, recreational marijuana. Um, you know, it's been, it's a lot, you know, there's been a long process and Republicans and so it's interesting because Republicans and libertarians, well, Repu well, the libertarians pretty much all support it. Um, but the Republicans and conservatives, uh, are fairly divided on it. Um, you know, so it's, it's been an interesting topic to discuss. Uh, you know, I'm me personally, I, when I look at it, my, my concern is more so uh, with uh, 
their desire to let criminals out of jail oh. um, for, you know, who were busted for selling that or, or they'll say possession right now. What they don't tell the people is that many of those um, those who were actually convicted of possession, that was actually a plea down from, uh, you know, a greater offense. So they might have been selling or they were selling something more, you know, more dangerous than just marijuana. And they were able to plead it down to um, just that simple possession. And the, there are cases like that, numerous cases like that. So um, I have I have my concerns when it comes to that, because here in New York State, we're already letting too many criminals out with our bear reform. I mean, we had one gentleman not too long ago. <laughs> I use the word gentleman very loosely uh, in uh, in New York City. Uh, maybe you heard about this. What happened was is he took he took an axe to a McDonald's in New York City. Right. Yeah. So this guy flips out. Uh, mind you, when the video comes in, he's basically already going with the axe. He's getting the axe and stuff. But apparently there was more of a verbal altercation going on and he was harassing people. And then he got out his axe and he's shoving people. Uh, so he was let right out and committed another crime. So it's like, I mean, and we have video of him going at a McDonald's with an axe. Now, again, <laughs> and, he's, and, he, and he's just right out. But then also in New York City, we have that, um, what's well, the bodega worker, right? Yeah. He gets attacked. He s fights back, stabs the guy, and he gets arrested. Isn't so, that, that that's I crazy? Gonna, I want to ask you, though, did that happen in uh, one of Kathy Hochul's sensitive locations? I'm 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 trying to remember exactly where uh, where that happened, but it was it was one of those situations where it, the favoring the criminals. And if you're a citizen who wants to defend yourself, you're you're out of luck. I mean, it's in it, this uh, which, by the way, the Second Amendment uh, guns obviously are um, a hot topic, especially here in uh, very liberal New York, very blue New York. Uh, Kathy Hochul brought up that and what really drives me nuts. And I hear Republicans, Republicans, um, you know, they parrot it as well. The wording assault weapon really drives me nuts. That really does. Because I, I didn't I did an interview with a candidate who is conservative and they use the phrasing assault weapon as well. You know, I, I've met conservatives and Republicans who will say assault weapon. And I'm like, well, what is meant by I wish someone would ask, especially the Democrats, Straight up, what do you tell me what an assault weapon is? Because by definition, I mean, this phone, if I throw it at someone's head is an assault, it's a weapon that I assaulted someone with. I mean, you know, it's 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 crazy. And then um, and then when they talk about AR-15s, right, they're so focused on that, even though the majority, statistically speaking, obviously, of gun violence in America is not AR-15s or anything like that, which ultimately is their goal to go after handguns as well. And in, it's not just Democrats. I go after Democrats all the time on this, but I also go after Republicans because here in New York State, we have a lovely little law. We have the SAFE Act. Uh, if you're not aware of that, uh, please, uh, anyone viewing, look look that gem up. Um, yeah. Yeah. With that, that SAFE Act. Yeah. That SAFE Act would not have passed without Republican support here in New York State. So... It's it, there are Republicans who you really do got to do the research. Absolutely. Do the research. Don't just don't just look at that letter 
and be like, oh, they have to reflect my views. They they have to. And and granted, you're not going to agree with a candidate 100 percent. Right. That's that's just never going to happen. You're never going to meet the perfect candidate. You know, I mean, you never meet the perfect spouse, technically. So you never you're not actually going to, you know, have the perfect candidate. And you got to go into that understanding that. But there's got to be um, those core values that do need to align. Um, and, you know, you got to be able to live with that vote uh, and really, like I said, look into it. I have one friend, a Democrat, mind you, but I know Republicans do it, too. He had voted and I was like, how'd you vote? What candidates did you vote for? He's like, I'm going to be honest. I just went right through and I just checked all the D's, oh all the, the D line. And I was like, can you name me one of those candidates and their values? Like he didn't know a couple names, but he couldn't really talk about the issues. And I was like, that's a problem. And don't get me wrong. I was one. I was like that, too, when I was younger. He's a bit younger than me. I was like that, too. I was like the party just vote right you know you gotta you gotta beat the other side um but yeah <laughs> that's why i'm really stressing too is is to look into the other parties on the ballot even though they're oh you vote a, you vote a third party you're just wasting your vote but the fact of the matter is is that you know i too i had a neighbor who uh moved here from california communist california mind you i'll i'll say that and uh, he, he's sick and tired of the way Gavin Newsom has run that state into the ground and and wanted to go somewhere where, where we have more conservative roots, just like here in Idaho. Um, but uh, when it came time to vote in 2018, he did zero research on any of the candidates running and just blindly voted every R on the ballot. It's like, mm. now, see, that's why I talk to people on my show like Paul Thompson, who... Uh, who's a constitutionalist here. You know, I talked, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Joe Ray Perkins in Oregon is, is a registered Republican, but also endorsed by the Constitutional Party for various reasons. You know, and um, uh, Scott Cleveland, who's uh, basically, he's a conservative independent running against uh, Mike Crapo here in Idaho. Mike Crapo, I think, I used to vote for him every time and for the first time. Now he's not getting my vote because I'm finding out, you know, that uh, he's right there spending money with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all that. And, and even though the NRA recommends that I vote for him, um, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, but if he's, uh, if he's caving to the democratic uh, decisions, uh, right now on that. What's it going to be when it comes to gun control? Because he's he's showing me he's caving to every every Democrat there is. So it's probably coming next that he'll he'll cave on on the guns and and the NRA mm -hmm. recommending him. No, I if there if he's going to cave, I'm not going to vote for him. So that's why I'm going to I'm going to vote for the conservative independent. And and you see that though. You also see that with um, Democrats. You see it with Republicans, but you see it with Democrats if you go back a little bit further. I mean. Here, one of our senators in New York is Kirsten Gillibrand, right? She, when she first came in, uh, she was considered like Annie Oakley. That was even a nickname. That you, she talked about how she had a gun under her bed, right? Uh, she had a shotgun under her bed and all that. Now she is one of the most anti-gun politicians there is. And um, I believe in, oh, I have to double check this because uh, it's been a bit since I read up on it. But Kathy Hochul herself, was actually um, the NRA actually didn't ha give her a bad rating either. 
uh, and yet look at her now. So that can also happen with Republicans. You know, as I said, here in New York State, we had the SAFE Act, which would not have passed without Republican support. So we really do need to look up those issues. I am fortunate to where I can say that actually, funny enough, um, basically about um, more than half actually of the candidates that I that I voted for, I've actually had the opportunity to meet in person. So, you know, it's 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 nice. Of course, uh, the one candidate uh, that uh, for governor that I'm going to vote for uh, doesn't fall under popular opinion on, under under uh, very many. And you might have heard the name before, or at least uh, I know you've heard the last name under uh, under bad circumstances. Uh, but I'm I I make it no secret. I'm going to vote for Ammon Bundy for our governor. And uh, if you know, obviously people associate the name Bundy with either Ted Bundy or fictional Al Bundy or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, just all you got to do is look up the, the Bundy standoff in Southern Nevada or the, uh, you know, the standoff in Burns, Oregon. Uh, Ammon Bundy was there, you know, fight right there in the face of tyranny. And, uh, you know, when, when the Bureau of Land Management uh, came to his family's ranch and said that uh, they were basically trying to take over the land, you know, uh, they they stood fought for it and and proved that the FBI had had uh, no authority there, and he did a little time in jail for it, but it was it was acquitted on all charges, and in the end, even uh, pardoned by Trump before Trump left office. So, you know, somebody who knows how to take on tyranny—that's that's impressive. I mean, of course, we like uh, I do. Uh, we have endorsed at the Bearded Patriots too. We've endorsed uh, Doug Mastriano out of Pennsylvania and uh, Don Bolduck out of uh, New Hampshire. And we're talking two war-tested veterans who, um, you know, if they could do what they like, especially Don Bolduck, he did what he did in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, I think he's fit for the job as a senator. You know, but uh, then we have war-tested veterans. I'd have to say, like Ammon Bundy, who stood up to our own government and won. Uh, you see, it's 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 interesting because uh, I mean, here in here in New York State. So I remember um, Ammon Bundy. Uh, you know, I, that was uh, how long ago now was that whole uh, that whole situation was? It, it's it's been a while. I remember. I remember reading articles. There was the Nevada standoff, and then uh, the the standoff with the Hammond family was uh, 2016. Yeah, I you know it's it's interesting because I remember I wasn't um, you know quite invested as much in politics outside of my state at the time, unless it was of course the presidential. Uh, I do remember following that a little bit. That and that's another thing that's um that uh, to speak to that a little bit is um that's changed for me is starting to look outside my own little world when it comes to politics and also, you know, at least checking in on uh, races in other states, candidates here and there. I will admit my attention is primarily focused on New York State, uh, oh. you know, and uh, obviously because it is where I live, <laughs> you know, it's 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 where I want to do the best just because, you know, I want I want to stay here. I don't want to feel like I'm going to be pushed out of my home state, especially because, you know, despite the city and, you know, all the all that that's brought brought on and all the issues there. Upstate New York has a lot of beautiful area. 
Um, and I just honestly, I, I don't want to leave it, you know, it's, it's my home. It's, it's where I grew up. So, um, but New York state is interesting, um, for Republicans. Cause you know, we, we tend to have more moderate Republicans actually, um, funny. So it's funny enough, um, because I was like, you know, as touched on earlier, I was much more left-leaning at one point. I was a registered Democrat, um so much to the point where and don't hold don't hold no one hold this against me no one throw something at you know at my face on the screen but um i actually so funny enough because we're going back to 2016 and you know going back further than that i actually you know i voted for obama twice um i was actually at one point i was a bernie sanders supporter and then i begrudgingly voted for hillary uh and it's funny because that was in the, you know that was in 2016 right cut to 2020 uh i'll admit uh, yeah i voted for trump over biden absolutely and it was interesting though because i actually had a falling out uh in 2016 with a family member uh who voted for trump and she and i i like i said i was i was left-leaning i was very caught up in that um and there was a lot of anger there so she and i had a falling out and it's funny because now, you know, um, I, they say I I had a change in my life. I had a change of perspective. I had things happen that opened my eyes. And once you see certain things, you can't unsee them. Uh, and that really changed a lot for me. And funny enough, now I'm more conservative than her. Uh, she and I, you know, she's back in my life, thankfully. I love her to death. She's my baby cousin. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm glad that I was able to be there for her to get married and to have her first child. Uh, but yeah, it's funny cause I'm more conservative than her and, <laughs> and, uh, I know a number of Republicans, for example, who are pro-choice. They consider themselves pro-choice and, um, you know, and they, there's a lot of things. And I know some Republicans that are very uneasy around guns. Interestingly enough in, in you know, interestingly enough, I do. Um, so so i think we do need to really you know to go back to that is to um you know research that and have those discussions because also if you're even if, if even when you're having a discussion with some of someone of the same party you need to um really have that more in depth and come at it and i know this sounds so corny and hippy dippy away but you need to come at it from a, a place of I guess even even love and compassion or at least un, uh, willingness to understand. I think one of the worst things you can do when talking politics with someone or talking about a specific issue is to go into the conversation with the goal to change their mind. No, that should never be your, what it should be is you should be wanting to discuss the issue with them. Right. And, uh, you know, you want to discuss it. And but don't I mean, if 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 you if you alter their perspective, if you plant a seed, that's great. But don't go into the discussion like that is your ultimate goal because you're probably just going to end up arguing. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what happens because because you're not getting through to them, right? So you get angry, you get frustrated, and it just ah. And and I have those discussions even with Republicans and conservatives. I mean, um, I I know I'll go back to it, but you know, being pro life. Um, you know, I know there's obviously we get the discussion that happens among Republicans and conservatives, it, you know, because in general, obviously we're against abortion. But then there is the discussion of rape, incest and life of the mother. Right. Uh, but the problem is with life of the mother is that all that a lot of those bills, a lot of that does that that is mental health, not just physical health. 
So basically, you know, so feasibly, so a woman could say, I'm really depressed. And if you don't, if you don't kill this baby, I'm going to kill myself. Right. Um, so it's not a physical uh, issue. And then there's also um, when it comes to when it comes to rape, there's a deep rape is a horrific, yeah. disgusting act. And the, those who commit it in this case, when you have a pregnancy, the men that commit it. I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't even think life imprisonment is, is enough, which, by the way, we don't even have the death penalty for rape. But if 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 a baby is conceived of rape, we're going to kill the baby. That that's that to me is interesting. It's it's very much sins of the father. I mean, you know, if 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 one of our parents went out and robbed a bank, should we be arrested for it? If they shot someone, should we pay for that? That That's a discussion that I have more with. um in in republican and conservative circles where the in libertarian circles as well um because there is that view to discuss that so that's where i'm saying we need to never stop um having those conversations uh to go back to like the conversation you're going to have with your daughter uh you know i still recommend that it be values focused and you know the issues that you guys agree on and what candidates actually reflect those, you know? You know, and, and when it comes to the, the topic of abortion, too, there, there was one thing that I read that just had my blood boiling so bad. Is uh, There was a girl that came out and she said, I can't live without sex. I, I, I'm allergic to birth control. And, uh, yeah, and I don't like using condoms. Thank God there's a Planned Parenthood nearby. And, and and you've seen the shout your abortion movement, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, that that girl, I don't know the specific the specific woman you're talking about, but um I do know that that sounds very much in line with the shout your abortion crowd. Yeah. Those who are yeah. Those who are very proud of abortion. And it's interesting, right? Because we're talking, especially about Democrats, we're talking about here in New York State, you know, and all, you know, this goes back to the Bill Clinton era across the country. And he really put it in motion for the Democrats was, what was it? Safe, legal and rare, right? Now they changed it to safe, legal and accessible. So it, they don't even want it rare anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it's very, um, it's a very interesting and it can be, like I said, a very heated discussion to have, but you got to be true to that conversation um for for me like i said i i'm honest i'm i'm absolutely honest if there is if if and it's rare if there is a case where it's a physical physical um there's a risk to the mother right health wise like physical health risk to the mother high chance of a death then i absolutely understand it i do you know first of all if this, especially if we're talking about a pregnancy that's not viable you know, I know we often talk about ectopic pregnancies, which anyone who's pro-life, when they talk about abortion, they don't even put that in the same classification because an ectopic pregnancy, uh, if left untreated, will kill the mother, has a high chance of killing the mother, especially once it bursts. Because, you know, most often that um, you're dealing with an embryo that has attached in the fallopian tube. And if it's not removed, it can kill the mother once it starts to grow. Um, then you're talking about there's also another type that's a abdominal ectopic pregnancy, which is where the baby sits much lower in the uterus. 
and um, those can be dangerous as well and can uh it can cost the mother her life. Um, there is, it's a small survival rate, but there have been some cases of full-term babies when it comes to that, um, to that type of pregnancy. But yeah, ectopic pregnancies. Um, I have a relative. She unfortunately had two ectopic pregnancies. She lost both of her um, fallopian tubes because as a result of um, those pregnancies. So I, I absolutely, you know, that no one's talking about that. No, there is no law. There is no pro-life law that is forcing that, first of all, would say a doctor can't remove an ectopic pregnancy. There is there is no legislation that says that. Um, there's also no legislation that's trying to criminalize miscarriages. Right. A miscarriage is a natural process. It's something that, you know, for whatever reason, the pregnancy is it's just not viable or the mother's body cannot carry it or, you know, cannot carry um, all the way through to birth. Uh, these in these situations happen. Um, you know, I had uh, one of my cousins. She lost her baby boy at, when she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. You know, on, on the day that she was supposed to on the day that she was supposed to have her baby shower, she had to go into the hospital so they could remove him from her. Oh, because she lost him on so that that just added that tragedy to that was not only did she lose him at eight months she had to get him removed from her the day that was supposed to be her baby shower yeah. so it's it, you know the, the no one no one's trying to you know put my cousin in jail or my other relative who you know she had uh an ectopic pregnancy no one's trying to make it illegal for her to get you know, treated for that, uh, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. And I think, I think those are part of the honest conversations that we need to start having. And, uh, you know, even moving on to other things, I, I really think with Democrats, there is room, at least with your Democrat neighbors. Now, this is another thing. And I know, I know I'm the, I'm yammering, I'm the guest, but I should give you what advice, but let me know what you think. It's like, I find that there is a difference. I, I try to, when I think of Democrats, and I feel like I have a responsibility to do this because back in the day, I didn't do this when I was a Democrat for Republicans, is I didn't always try my best to separate the politicians of the party from the people of the party. And that is, I think, very important um, because I've been able to have some really rational discussions with a lot of Democrats I know, right? And we even agree on stuff, but the politicians they vote for and the politicians that represent the party, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't know how well those conversations would go if I were, if I had the opportunity to sit down with them. Uh, so that's another thing is I distinguish between, I'm not talking to a Democratic, when I'm talking to a Democrat, I have to understand, I'm not talking to a Democratic politician, you know, I'm talking to a registered Democrat. That's and don't get me wrong, they can be just as out there as an AOC. Absolutely. I know some of them. Heck, I was friends with some of them. Um, you know, I knew a number of Democratic Socialists. So, you know, but at the end of the day, you still have to keep that in mind is that just because you're talking to someone who ha who is part of that party doesn't mean that you're talking to the politician of that party. Yes. Oh, man, he nailed a good number of things right there, I must say. Um, but uh, we are out of time for this segment. I want to thank you very much for joining me. 
And uh, before we wrap it up, I want to you give yourself a plug and tell the listeners uh, where you can be found. You got, I know you got uh, you got your YouTube channel, you got social media, you got a website. Uh, go ahead and plug all that. Oh, um, well, I don't I don't have a website at this time. I do have my my um, my social media. So on Facebook, I have a page called Schenectady, the conservative perspective. Uh, it's actually uh, Schenectady uh, dash uh, the conservative perspective. For some reason, I had to make it complicated. Um, but yeah, so I have that on Facebook. Uh, mainly I stream there and I focus on issues. I actually do a lot of interviews uh, with local uh, candidates uh, and politicians if I can get them on and I'm trying to work to have more people from the community come on as my guest even those uh, to be honest if of a different uh, party affiliation I'd be fine with just to discuss the issues that matter to the people in my city so once again that's Schenectady the conservative perspective on YouTube it's the issues from left to right um, it, now I haven't altered that because a while back I had three other friends and um, we two, we did this thing where it was, so it was four of us, two of us conservative leaning, two of us liberal leaning, and we would sit down and discuss issues. And it was, it was really a great conversation. And I had some amazing guests on. I even had one guest on who, funny enough, um, he, was, he was a proud boy. Uh, but he's black and Jewish, and that tended to really blow people's minds, right? Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting. You know, I've I've had, you know, I I know a number of, um, for example, gay and lesbian conservatives. You know, um, you know, being connect, being connected to that myself. Um, which that's another thing is uh, how often when you are a, um, if you're part of a minority demographic, right? Um, you are labeled and you're conservative and you express that view, you get labeled a traitor to your, to your community, to your people. Um, you know, I've experienced that. A number of my friends have experienced that, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, anyways, to wrap it up, uh, that's the kind of stuff I, I try to focus on. Um, I really want us to start, like I said, I want us to talk issues, not party affiliation, uh, that is really where ultimately I'm trying to go. Oh, that's a good place to go too, because because you you talk the issues, you talk you're you're hitting the, to the root of the problem there, and that's uh, that's closer to getting the problem solved. Uh, you talk party, you're basically uh, oh, what's a what's a good way to put it? Uh, you're you're putting on. You're putting on temporary repellent, but uh, you're not solving any issues whatsoever. Absolutely. Yep. But hey, I appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again. So, all right. I know it was. Oh, excuse me. It was. It was fun. It was a good time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you have the conversation with Kevin Hammer, and yeah, it's uh, was a bit long, uh, but uh, I think some very important stuff was talked about. So, coming up, it's time for the first music set. Got Madison Ryzen, uh, going to be followed by Alexis Wilkins and Black Market Democracy. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? 
American way And we built this country called the USA And we fly our flag cause we're proud and free We're Americans Red, white and blue is our way of life Never back down from a challenge or a fight Nature provides, God gives the rights We're Americans Make up America But it's amazing America Waters and we hunt the lands We force the steel with our own two hands This is what we've got We do the best we can We're Americans From the snowy pass to the desert sun Dogs and the horses and the trucks and the guns Mothers and daughters and fathers and sons We're Americans We make up America This amazing America shows that I've done everything I can to support our minority groups. I want to end the war against illegal immigration because, after all, they're citizens too. However, my opponent rejects the idea of such acceptance. He's even been seen stopping Hispanics in the street and accusing them of being illegal. From drafting legislation to give free food stamps and welfare to personally distracting the Border Patrol for easier passage, I am truly here for the people. And yes, it's true that I voted in favor of funding for Planned Parenthood. I not only advocate, but promote a woman's right to have an abortion. In fact, last week I personally aborted an entire class of third graders. Yet your Republican nominee has been seen at abortion clinics, yelling at rape victims telling them it was the will of God to bear their child. He has no respect for anyone who isn't also a rich white man. Whereas I will give you all free health care, free food, and free abortions. Myself. He forces his religion on an entire nation, whereas I oppose religion in schools and in the home. He tries to portray a healthy marriage, but we all know that's really his sister. 
On November 6th, vote for a strong woman fighting for you, not an inbred Texan with a spoon-fed Harvard degree in stupid. I'm your Democratic candidate, and I approve this message. Funded by Tampon, the American Minority Political Outreach Network.
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. 
The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray product. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. Songs you just heard, you just heard Black Market Democracy with Buckshot Republic. Before that, Alexis Wilkins with Stand. And starting off the set, Madison Rising with Amazing America. All right, moving right along, it's time to cue the conversation I had with Patriotsky. Here we go. 2022 Midterm Elections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along. Yes, uh, there are no uh, specific uh, names to the segments to this show tonight because uh, we're basically uh, covering the uh, upcoming midterm election. And of course, uh, joining me from Patriot Soapbox, I have, well, if you're known by one name, you have truly arrived, they say. Mr. Patriotsky, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Billy. How's, uh, how's everything your way? Doing well, doing well out here in Idaho. And you're 
you're out there in Florida. And I haven't been to Florida yet. You know, I've, there are three states uh, with the exception of Alaska and Hawaii that I have not been to, and those being um, Maine, Louisiana, and Florida so far. Oh, man, well, you're going to have to come down. We'll have to, uh, you know, show you some Southern hospitality down here. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar with Southern hospitality, <laughs> considering I, I have lived in uh, uh, South Carolina and uh, Tennessee. So. Cool. Well, Tennessee, it's, uh, my, my wife was uh, born and raised in Tennessee. And then, of course, one of my best friends, T.N. Homesteader, who you might be familiar with, uh, is a, uh, a resident of uh, the northeastern corner somewhere on the eastern part, somewhere in the hinterlands of Tennessee. Uh, I lived in Memphis, so I was completely on the up- opposite side of the state there. But Understand. Oh, man, that southern sweet tea. There's nothing yeah. like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, your neck of the woods, of course. Uh, I got to say, I, I, I've heard some rather mean and nasty and horrible things about uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, he was so mean to those immigrants, sending them off to... Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I don't know, from my point of view, uh, they're saying, let them in, let them in. He said, you... Him and Greg Abbott both said, you want them, you got them. There you go. I mean, they're sanctuary states, right? I mean, they, they say, bring us, bring us, you know, bring us your uh, your tired, your huddled masses, you know? I mean, so we did. <laughs> yeah. Wish granted. And what are you bitching about, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I don't, if I don't get dinged for being, uh, you know, a DeSantis uh, supporter, uh, that's not bad enough. Then my congressman is Matt Gates. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I want to hear about, though. Is uh, basically out of your neck of the woods. Uh, who, you know, whether it doesn't matter what branch of office it is, you know, who are some of uh, the people that you, of course, are strongly supporting that are running for uh, different offices? Well, uh, you know, basically, I support uh, all of Donald Trump's endorsed candidates, regardless of where they may be. Um, you know, some people may, you know, be a little iffy on some of them. But, uh, you know, if they're good enough for Donald Trump at this point, they're definitely good enough for me. But uh, here in my neck of the woods, uh, obviously, uh, Ron DeSantis has done an outstanding job as the governor. He stood up for the people of the state of Florida in virtually every instance. And then, of course, as uh, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, my congressman here in the panhandle of Florida is Matt Gates, who. Uh, doesn't uh, shy away from conflict. I mean, he he'll let people know how he feels, and so yeah, we uh, you know there's a lot of great uh, politicians uh, in the state of Florida, and you know there there are some not so great ones, but uh, overall, I think uh, you know our state is in pretty good hands right now. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, one quick announcement I better make too before it slips my mind too is uh, just right around the time that. Uh, with the Bearded Patriots, put out the endorsement for Don Bolduck up in uh, New Hampshire. Yep. Lo, lo and behold, Trump was doing the same thing at the exact same time. Uh, to, I don't know. Some people, though, sit, wish that uh, Trump would have done it a little bit earlier. I kind of agree on that, but hey, better late than never. 
Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and guess what? I mean, uh, uh, Bolduck is, uh, to, you know, the most recent polls has taken the lead there in New Hampshire. And recently, uh, Real Clear Politics is, uh, is projecting uh, that that seat will flip to the Republicans uh, come, well, four days from now. So this is this is kind of the funny thing too is uh, you know when I was on uh, the show with you and uh, in Indy is uh, you know we were basically exposing a corrupt uh, politician out of uh, New Hampshire that being uh, Stacy Lawton. Surprisingly, though, uh, Stacy Lawton is where he he has not really shown support for Don Bolduc has also showed a lot of displeasure for Maggie Hassan. So if even somebody like that is not happy with Maggie Hassan, that tells me a lot right there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, take your cues from some of these uh, other politicians. I mean, you see that kind of dynamic working in other areas where you, know, you even have some Democrats who have either dropped out of the race or otherwise seen the light and are now supporting uh, Republican candidates. Uh, look what's going on up in Alaska, for example. You got uh, Kelly Shabaka uh, trying to unseat. Yeah, she's a uh, uh, she's a rhino. Uh, that would be Lisa Murkowski. But uh, you know, uh, Kelly Shabaka has uh, has been now and been endorsed by one of the um, one of the other candidates uh, that finished a little bit. They got that weird uh, rank choice voting in Alaska, but. Uh, it looks like things are uh, definitely headed in the right way, but we definitely need to get a more reliable candidate uh, in Alaska than what we have now. Yeah, it's interesting, too, is uh, somebody pointed out to me something about Trump, and I'll, I'll get your take on this, too. Is um, I, I knew that when uh, he was running uh, back in 2016, even my wife said he's not a Republican, he's a Democrat running Republican, and and somebody else said he is a blue dog Democrat, which I don't have a problem with blue dog Democrats. I mean, those are the, the old school Democrats that oh, yeah. still have the uh, conservative values. Well, absolutely. I mean, being a native Floridian, one of the few native Floridians left in uh, in the state of Florida, uh, my uh, dear departed grandfather uh, was a what you might call he was active. He wasn't a politician, but he was a uh, he was a, a law enforcement officer, and uh, he he was probably what you uh, would describe as the typical blue dog Democrat. And you, know, you look at some of the Democrats from back in that day, they more closely resemble the Republicans, at least the moderate Republicans of today. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, oh, no, I wasn't alive back then. Uh, but, you know, back in the 50s, uh, Eisenhower's day, a lot of people uh, tell me, you know, there just wasn't a lot of difference between Kennedy and Eisenhower when the torch was passed over then. Um, uh, Age-wise, there was a hell of a lot of difference. But, uh, but uh, you know, obviously, they got along a lot better than, uh, than Trump and Biden do, for sure. Of course, uh, I don't have anything good to say about Biden, except recently I've I was impressed. He actually articulated a sentence without bumbling. That's an accomplishment these days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that speech, I haven't heard, I haven't heard that speech he recently gave. I only read about it. I, I heard news reports about it. Here he is again. 
the mega Republican. Got to watch out for those mega Republicans. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, you know, just like, uh, you know, he said it more than once. But again, last night in his rally in uh, Sioux City, Iowa, you know, Trump made a made the point. You know, I mean, everybody's, you know, talking poorly about MAGA. He says, but, you know, MAGA, make America great again. What is wrong with making this country great? Well, it goes back to also... Uh... I heard somebody say something about Mitt Romney because uh, somebody in the KKK back in the 50s, 60s said um, America for Americans or something like that. And uh, Romney said something similar. Well, Romney's a racist. He quoted a KKK person. Well, you can count on uh, the Democrats for playing word salad with just about anything. Uh, you know, if they if they uh, if they try to put forth a narrative and it doesn't seem to work, what do they do? They just change the name a little bit, just like uh, global warming became climate change. Well, Patriotsky, I I've told this story a little bit before. And uh, when I lived in Las Vegas back in what, late 2000s, early 2010s, um, you know, I, I worked a very boring job where I didn't do a whole lot except walk in circles and make sure everything was okay because I was just a typical low-paid security guard there. But that, that was the best I could get back then. And uh, so, you know, I had my cell phone, unlimited long distance, and I called chat lines while I was doing my job. And on these chat lines, of course, um, you know, just like any internet forum, they, they come out and the trolls will come out and get you and they'll say they'll do anything to get something stirred up because they're bored. But uh, when they, they scrape the bottom of the barrel, especially if they know nothing about you, and of course those, those being you're gay, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a child molester, whatever, you know. That's you're a racist. You're a racist. Yeah, that's, what, that's the bottom of the barrel now in politics is calling somebody a racist. Yeah, you know, they use the term so frequently these days, I don't think that they actually know what it means anymore. <laughs> they don't know real racism. They don't know the struggle of people like Martin Luther King or even Malcolm X, you know, who's a bit of an extremist. But, you know, the more I look back at Malcolm X and I, I read some of the stuff that he said and all that, and especially his speeches about the media, uh, that guy made a lot of sense and knew what he was talking about. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, especially when he got to talking about the, the media and he talks about uh, the the wolf and the fox. Yeah, mm. I, I recommend anybody of any color to go back and listen to a lot of what Malcolm X said because he he was so spot on with a lot of what he said. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the point you brought up earlier. I mean, the, the, the difference between, you know, the Democrats of, of yesteryear, of, you know, not that far back, uh, 30, 40 years ago, are just like night and day uh, to what you see. I mean, they have literally moved to virtually, uh, you know, as Trump uh, has stated many times, uh, you know, virtually they've skipped right over socialism and, you know, gone straight to communism. Well, Antifa members, they make no secret about it. I mean, it's right there on their logo, anti-capitalists. So, and even one of the leaders of Antifa out of Portland 
was holding near and dear to his heart a picture of Joseph Stalin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, go figure. I mean, I mean the analogy or the the comparisons, uh, you know, between Antifa and you know, and the and the uh, the Nazi era and Nazi Germany. I just, you know, I mean, people, if you haven't recognized that, you're really missing the missing the uh, whole point. Uh, but you know, g- uh, n- nice that you uh, uh, that you mentioned Antifa. You know, people talk about them and what they what they might do or might not do or whatever. But you know, the uh, it, it's it, you would be hard pressed to convince anyone that's paying attention that that organization and many organizations it works both ways. But they have been in, they have been infiltrated uh, by the good guys. Uh, and you know, just like uh, we talk about infiltra- infiltration as opposed to invasion, uh, you know, with all you know, back in the Obama years, where you, you know, when he was actually physically in the White House, I think he's still running the White House. But uh, you know, I mean, how many people from the Muslim Brotherhood did he have in his uh, in his staff and literally right in the White House? Tons. Yeah. Well, oh, of course, there's that too, and not only that, but his. I hate to sound prejudiced in any way, but his name alone scared me. Just, the, just the name. Yeah. Come on. And why? Am I, then I'm seeing Obama bin Laden. <laughs> I, I actually have that up on my Facebook. It says a uh, an old poster. It says Obama bin Laden. Well, there's probably more truth, Billy, to that than uh, what people realize. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not really going to get into the. Con- all those conspiracy theories that uh, he was born in Kenya and all that. I could give a shit less, you know, Um, I don't. And uh, the fact that uh, I I think it's still in effect though, that uh, you have to be born of the soil to be president. However, you know, Schwarzenegger uh, took care of that when he became governor of California being born in Austria, but, but that was governor. I wonder if they'll ever amend that. Right. Uh, I just, I just don't see it happening because nobody's even talked about it that, yeah. that I have heard. Well, there's so many things, you know, I mean, uh, what you have, what people more and more lately, and I do believe that the vast majority of Americans have have awakened to what's going on. Uh, you know, when you have situations uh, like that, I mean, it, um, I don't know, it's uh, people are waking up to uh, the, the fact that, uh, when, you know, People that are running this country and have been running this country for so long, uh, they are not, you know, they're not people that believe at all in the Constitution. Uh, they could care, couldn't care less. Uh, they realize that, you know, so people, a lot of people ask me, so how can they do that? It's not, it's, a, it's not legal. It's, it's unconstitutional. I said, they don't care. They realize that they can do things that are either un- uh, either illegal or unconstitutional, and it's going to take a period of time before they get called out on it. Uh, it's you know that's the way it works. So in the in the interim period of time before from from the point in time that they do whatever it might be that might be unconstitutional or illegal, they take advantage of it, and then oh okay, well you know, but the damage is already done. Uh, they don't care about the Constitution. They they would if they had their way they would change it tomorrow. Oh, most definitely they would, you know, and, and the things they accuse, they accuse Trump of doing are the, are the very things I see them doing. Well, Trump did this, Trump did that, but they're doing those very things that 
they they said he was doing you know in fact i heard there was some kind of quote just uh do do the things you do that are illegal but bl- but blame the opposition so that that way they get all the credit for it yep well what you're talking about is projection uh, they are masters of the uh, projection uh, you know, a psychological term coined many, many years ago that, you know, when you accuse someone of doing exactly what you're doing or have done, uh, you know, that and that's what's been going on for so long and, and continues to go on today that, uh, you know, look at what's going on right now. I mean, take take election integrity, take uh, people claiming, you know, that, uh, oh, this, you know, they they, they jump all over. Trump and people that support Trump for talking about the uh, 2020 election being stolen or rigged or whatever. But at the same time, if you can go back just recently on my show, I played an 11 minute or 12 minute long uh, clip collage of Democrats all over the place talking about this 2016 election that they lost, that they never thought they would lose being rigged. It's okay for them to talk about it, but don't let us talk about it. You know, I was speaking about this too. Is uh, you know the obviously you've heard the phrase "hammer and scorecard." Uh, Mary Fanning talks about that often. Oh yeah, they that they act they actually tested it back in 2012. Otherwise, Romney uh, probably would have won in 2012. How what kind of difference would he have made other than Obama? I, I highly doubt there's very much because he's he's an idiot. Yep. But, um, you know, in fact, uh, I, I honestly think probably Obama might have done a better job than uh, than Romney. I, I don't know. It's tough to say, but yep. uh, he but Romney's a loser. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the to that famous debate when and I don't remember the specific question, but Romney had an opportunity to literally nail Obama on an issue. And just totally, you know, just didn't even go there. Right then and there, I knew who Mitt Romney really was. Oh, yeah. And then years later, he's proved it, especially with the way he has treated uh, Trump. And um, not only that, uh, rumor has it that uh, he took a million dollar bribe from George Soros when uh, he when it was time during the impeachment trials to vote guilty. Yeah. yeah, nothing surprises me these days, uh, Billy. Nothing. <laughs> but you know, I mean, George Soros has a lot in his pocket too. From what I what I understand, he's he's funding Black Lives Matter. He's funding Antifa, and also rumor has it he's funding the Proud Boys. I mean, how much of that is true? I don't know. Does any of that surprise me? No. Get a get a war started, and then take control once everything's in chaos. Make exactly. It- well, that's that's what they that's what they want, and if you pay attention to to the things that are being said, the the rhetoric that's being uh, run out, you know, run out of not only from Democrat politicians but the mainstream media, uh, just about everybody, they are trying to stoke a civil war. They could they wouldn't nothing would be more music to their ears than if they got it. They're trying to pit one another, you know, all of us against one another, and that's what they want. They, they they want us to start fighting, and that's their that's their holy grail as far as uh, you know their their narrative, their uh, their approach to you know 
Well, the, the, you know, united we are or stand, divided we fall. They are trying their best to divide us. And uh, if they can, uh, you know, stoke us into a position of fighting against one another, physically, literally fighting, then that's that's what they're trying to do. Well, I'm a patriotsky. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. And uh, there's just, oh. yeah, there's a, there's a lot that kind of kind of resonates into the real world. But when Daryl Dixon said, together, we're their worst fucking nightmare. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Way. I mean, and that's what we could be if... We could get the rest of society to pull their head out of their ass. Well, and that's what the, that's what the left fears the most. They fear uh, an awake and united, uh, you know, conservative faction. That, that that's their worst nightmare. And Daryl Dixon was absolutely correct. <laughs> yes, yes. By the way, the episode, these final episodes are getting rather interesting. If you uh, aren't they. Yeah, I, you know, pa- Pamela Milton is just uh, the arch enemy. Uh, you know, I mean, is she Hillary Clinton personified or what? <laughs> In the zombie apocalypse, she most definitely is. Obviously, didn't give two shits that her her son was was a whiny little bitch that uh, yep. that managed to get his way all the time. And then when he when he got his uh, got what he deserved, uh, oh no, she's not having that, and somebody's going to take the fall. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean Daryl and uh, who's who's the, what's the what's the woman's name? Uh, the Daryl sidekick there. I mean they Carol. left. It. Yeah, Carol, Carol and Daryl, <laughs> the Carol and Daryl show. Yeah, they they uh, they put it to uh, Lance. <laughs> yes, they did. Wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, I wanted to ask you, uh, who's there in uh, your like? I I mean more than just the state of Florida. Like uh, your your town, uh, anybody. Like city council, uh, county commissioner, anybody uh, out there that uh, you're showing a lot of strong support for? Well, I mean, you know, on a state level, <laughs> but, you know, but, but federal as well. I mean, uh, my, Matt Gates is, is, you know, I'm in District 1, uh, and Matt Gates is uh, my congressman in this district. Uh, you know, right adjoining us, uh, Kat Kamek is right next door, uh, but... You know, this is a this is an extremely red area of Florida. I mean, there's heavy, heavy military here. Uh, you know, if you go from just to my east in Panama City, you have uh, what was you know formerly and still to some degree Tyndall Air Force Base, big Air Force faction there. Here in in uh, in in my area is Eglin Air Force Base, the, the probably the largest in land area. Uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, military bases in, in the in the country, and then just a little bit farther to the west, you got the uh, Navy in Pensacola, home of the Blue Angels. So, uh, major league, uh, major league, uh, you know, red area. A lot of very, very staunch patriots, uh, and you know, yeah, we got a few here and there that uh, you, we got to look out for. But by and large, uh, this area of the state of Florida is, uh, you know. I, you know, they, and they want to they want to turn that around. They, you know, the left would like nothing better than to come into this area and and uh, you know make some inroads. But it's going to be a tough time. I mean, there are a lot of people here. I mean, I just can walk out my front door and look up and down the street, and I see American flags everywhere. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a joy to be out here. Well, you look at that uh, blue blueprint uh, or green whatever green screen. Uh, background behind me that's 
Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. That's where I grew up. 850 people as of uh, 2020, the census said. And uh, before, 10 years ago, it was it was uh, down to 700, and that's where it lingered at uh, my whole lifetime. Uh, but we're getting more and more Californians coming into that area, which is starting to really bother me. Even though I even though I don't live there, that's my home, and I I feel like they're there's uh, they're trying to take something over, right? And already somebody said, you know, there, there no black people live in this town because they're afraid to come to this clan town. So we got to put we got to put critical race theory uh, in, into that school, and I and I'm like, you do that, and I guarantee you that I will I will rally my people together, and I will get some I'll even get some black friends of mine who think that's a bunch of bullshit, and and we will take care of that problem real quick, and if we have to, we will run your ass out of town. Yeah, I mean, you know the the what you hear from. Uh, the mainstream media, what you hear from uh, many, many politicians, including some Republicans, is you hear that kind of rhetoric. But, you know, it's it's only meant to do what we talked about earlier. Then that's to divide us. And, you know, the, the reality is, is there is more unity than they realize. And that is what is going to play a major role in what happens in four short days the big red wave. And I really do believe it's going to be, it'll, I think it's going to turn out to be much, much bigger than what we even think it is. That's what I'm hoping for. But I also, uh, don't get me wrong, Patriotsky. I kind of have my doubts because <clears> of the left. <throat> they activated the hammer scorecard in 2020, no doubt, because they didn't think they had to in 2016 until, the, until it was too late. And yep. when, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it does concern me that they'll activate it again because nothing has changed. There's still the Dominion vote and things like that and mail-in voting and every, everything they need to steal this one again. So, I mean, I, I believe, uh, you know, the people can vote Red Wave, but because they have not they have not fixed the problem from 2020, we could see a blue wave it, by by the government, which scares me. Maybe. Well, you know, uh, and I understand, I understand the, that line of thought, uh, but you have to recognize at the same time that there is not near uh, the availability of some of those tools uh, that they had in 2020 that they simply don't have right now. Yes, there's so, so states that still have drop boxes, there's states that still do mail-in balloting. Uh, but by and large, a lot of those, a lot of states that did that, they don't, they don't have COVID to fall back on this year. Uh, yeah. So that by itself is, you know, I mean, people were mail-in voting because they they were they were convinced that that uh, there was the existence of something that simply was not what it really was. Uh, you know, this whole thing, they, 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 you give, you give me the opportunity to instill fear in someone and I will control that person lock, stock and barrel. And that's what they did. They instilled fear, uh, and it forced a lot of people to do things that they would nor ordinarily do. And the, the thing that I see is that there, the, the, the places, the States, uh, uh, you know, that, that, still are employing these tactics, these uh, drop boxes and mail-in ballots and whatnot. There's predominantly, those are uh, pretty blue areas and they're going to go blue regardless. So fine, let them, let them have fun. 
but at the same time, you know, in my state, uh, you know, there were a lot of counties around in the state of Florida that, that utilized mail-in, uh, but they don't do it now. Uh, you know, and not only that, but you've got a a, a major dynamic that is, that's in place right now. And, and I do know that, you know, I can speak to Florida. And I think the same uh, uh, trend uh, holds true in a place in a state like Pennsylvania. That, for example, here in Florida, when in 2018, when Ron DeSantis was elected by a pretty narrow margin over uh, Gillum, which that would have been a total disaster. But there were uh, 200, roughly 200, 220,000 more registered Democrats in the state of Florida than there were Republicans this time around. From that point to that, there's been over a half a million flip. Now there are over 300,000 more registered Republicans than there are Democrats. Now I realize that that doesn't necessarily guarantee that just because you're registered as a Republican that you're going to vote Republican. But generally speaking, you will. Uh, that same that same scenario holds true in, in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has gone from a majority of registered voters as Democrats to now the majority of registered voters in Pennsylvania are Republicans. Yes, yes. I I lived in Pennsylvania probably oh for the greater part of a year in the mid two thousands, of course, and uh, uh, most of the people I met were uh, were registered Democrats. In fact, uh, one of them I actually still keep in touch with. Uh, with him regularly and uh yeah because oh he the things he'd say about then president george w bush you know and i'm and i i i said i just voted for him you know number one i'm a registered republican number two uh you know he's he's just the better choice of who he's running against which well i question that now or he's not really the better choice because there was no better choice they were they were all equally worthless um, you know, but, uh, but he's really big on his second amendment. Now I, I, I seen him kind of switching the tide because he, he's not a fan of Biden at all. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I was speaking to some of the differences between, uh, you know, say the 2018 midterms and the 2022 midterms, uh, look at all the disclosures that have been made. Look at all the things we have learned. You know, just take COVID, for example. That was a main driver of their cheating effort. Uh, it facilitated the mail-in ballots. It facilitated the drop boxes, both of which are just fraud waiting to happen. Uh, that is not, they don't have that today. They simply don't have that tool available to them today. And, you know, and just the general uh awareness and knowledge of what has really uh, happened and how many times well how many times every time to me every time a democrat or a, or a mainstream media pundit opens their mouth it's a lie it's a flat out lie and you know people have become to realize that they understand that this time around and they you know is it, what's the old saying fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me uh People are not dumb. They think we are, but most people are not dumb. I mean, especially that that whole monkeypox scare. And I looked into that, and I that was funny. It that was, was so funny. It, what monkeypox is is nothing more than a weaker variant of smallpox. 
And if you had the smallpox vaccine, a vaccine that actually works, mind you, uh, you're pretty safe from monkeypox. Yeah. Not only that, not only that, but 92, this is a study I saw, 92% of the of the cases of monkeypox were among what? Gay men. Yes. Yes. And I don't think that, that there's that many gay men running around that it would make monkeypox as, you know, a serious threat to anyone's health. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, but I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have my concerns, no doubt. You know, and um, now looking at the polls, uh, one, one of uh, the uh, candidates that uh, we at the Bearded Patriots have endorsed, uh, unfortunately, he is way behind. Uh, but we'll, we'll see come around November 8th, and that, that being uh, Brian Daly. And mm. I, sh- should he be elected, I think he has the – I don't think he's going to change everything that's happened over the past 25 years because that's going to take a lot of work. But should he be elected, he will get the tables. Uh, he, he will get things going. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there are so many that, that are in that that same category. I mean, you you look around and, you know, it wasn't it, in the space of one week. Uh, we were talking on our show about, uh, you know, you know, what's going to happen. And it's I think it's a pretty uh, much a foregone conclusion that the Republicans are going to take over, take regain control of the House. Uh, it's just a matter of how much more advantage, what is the margin going to be? Uh, but there was not that great of uh, confidence in, you know, retaking the Senate. But a week ago, uh, Real Clear Politics projection was a 53 to 47 advantage for the Republicans with Republicans picking up Georgia, Nevada and Arizona uh, with Herschel Walker, uh, uh, Blake Masters and Adam Laxalt. Uh, and in the space of one week, guess who they added? Now it's a, now they're projecting a 57-43, and guess who it was? It was your guy Bolduc up in, in New Hampshire that they've projected now to take that seat. Yes, yes, indeed. And then, of course, uh, what uh, Lee Zeldin, uh, let's just say he's, you know, he may not win, but he's not going down without a fight, and he's really given get uh, Hochul a run for her money. Well, you know, I, I think that there's a very realistic chance that not only will Zeldin be, be you know, come out victorious, but also Letitia Peekaboo James's history. I think she's <laughs> going to go down. Uh, and that's just the start. If you, if you see that kind of stuff in, in a state like New York, <laughs> it, it, you know, at that point, it's all over but the shouting, in my opinion. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, Patriotsky, I hate to say it, but we are out of time. Something I got to do uh, before uh, I have you give your plugs is, of course, I've mentioned the Bearded Patriots several times. And, uh, hey, this is your invite to become a part of us and join us. Do you accept? Love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. Thank you very much. Well, I, I welcome you to the brotherhood. And I'll give there you, you go. There you go. I, you know, maybe I have to grow my, uh, my beard a little bit longer, but, uh, <laughs> but for some reason my beard grows out in all kinds of different directions and it looks just horrible. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to grow a beard like me or Colonel Wyatt, but, uh, <laughs> it's, no, we're, 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 
we welcome you to the brotherhood for sure. Well, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, certainly uh, anytime you want to drop in on, uh, uh, on the Patriotsky Tavern show uh, on Patriot Soapbox, you're more than welcome to do so. You don't need an invitation. Just show up and uh, you'll be welcome. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you give a plug for the Patriotsky Tavern? Well, yeah, it's uh, pretty easy. Patriot Soapbox uh, platform and uh, Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Central. Uh, another, another hour earlier in your neck of the woods. Uh, you're in mountain time, I think. I am. Uh, so it would be, uh, well, 1 to 3 in your area. Uh, but, uh, you know, tune in anytime. We try to try to have a lot of fun there, try to be uh, informative. But uh, if anyone needs to or has a desire to get in touch with me, you can uh, e- email me at uh, patriotsky at uh, protonmail.com. And, uh, you know, we uh, have a presence on True Social at Patri- that real Patriotsky. And also the show has its uh, has a, an account there as well. It's uh, Patriotsky at Patriotsky Tavern. So, uh, one and all, you're welcome. Yes, yes. So, I, I believe I'm following you on Truth Social. Uh, I'll make sure, though. And I'll, I'll email you all the details of that. But, hey, I want to thank you very much for your time. Um, hey, g- good luck out there, and God bless. Well, thank you very much, Billy. It was a pleasure being here with you. Take care and uh, be safe, please. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have the conversation with Patriotsky. It was good talking to him. Going to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have Topher with Bryson Gray with Facts Racist. Then we have Yard Call and Bo Daniels. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. <laughs> they gonna hate me for this one. Hashtag facts are racist. I repeat, mom, you the greatest. Yeah. Race the bikini and they hate it. Yeah. Everyone mind about races. When they're not the biggest problem we facing. Yeah. Take a real look at the nation. Yeah. Single motherhood inflation. Wow. With your boys, I saw jumping a lady. She only 15 left for bloody and shaking. Woo. They wasn't wearing no rags. Uh. Nobody waving no flags. Uh. You ain't even got an ass. It's black on black on black on black. Oh, Everybody want to play victim. Yeah. Blame everything on the system. Yeah. Be a sad day when it hit them. Life could have been if you would've listened to the information that we spit Take it, keep it, chew it for a bit Hold your head up, brother, never quit Except for accountability to set That'll get you all to the top Then you really ball till you drop Economic growth, man, I'm here to stir the pot Say you wanna hear the truth, so I put it in a beat Changing the culture Every day of the week Right now it's more like a vulture Only prey on the weak But we are here to expose ya Going down as I speak No excuses, can't refuse this honesty that we seek, y'all be like, facts are racist. Why y'all say this? You know it's true. Y'all just hate it. Facts are racist. Why y'all say this? You know it's true. Y'all just hate it. 
13-year-old girls working on TikTok. He said he just want to learn how to quit while. If you ain't talking about sex, then kick rocks. All they care about is chains and the wrist. Watch the guy to change. This is something only God can change. Don't get mad at me when I complain about how four and five black women are beasts. Half of the murders us killing in the streets. Almost half of abortions too. This is a rap verse, but this is a warning too. It go against God like there's nothing more to do. But y'all don't care. Y'all just really want abortions new. When a gang bang, do drugs, wish drugs all above. Sell drugs till you in the jail cell, not a club. Now another single mother cause we lost another brother. Sold to an undercover. Kids gotta raise each other. This what you want for the future? Or are you trying to look cool on computers? Claim you a king, but blame the white man. When something bad happens, you feel like a loser. Yeah. And keep voting the same way. Why? Cause your parents did it too. Truth is, your parents are ignorant too, and politicians know it, so now they got you. We changing the culture. Yes, Every day of the week. Right now, it's more like a vulture. Only prey on the weak. But we are here to expose ya. Going down as I speak. No excuses. Can't refuse this honesty that we seek. Y'all be like, Facts are racist. Why y'all say this? You know it's true. Y'all just hate it. Facts are racist. Why y'all say this? You know it's true. Y'all just hate it. <laughs> All right, thanks, you average white American. God bless you. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm a Republican. I'm running for president of the United States of America. You may have heard that my liberal opponent grants amnesty to illegal immigrants. Well, I personally have gone down to the Rio Grande to puncture holes in raft boats trying to get across my border. She has repeatedly voted to extend welfare benefits to single mothers and supports funding for Planned Parenthood and women's clinics. Whereas I've done everything to shut down any women's health center, regardless of what they offer. Why should we give benefits to godless whores who can't keep their legs together? And speaking of God, you know there's something wrong with this country when some atheist, who's a woman, who's probably a lesbian, can openly run for president. While the evil science of evolution is burned into the minds of our children, my opponent is anti-Jesus. But, but this is a nation under God. I am 100% certain that life definitely begins at conception. My opponent loves abortions. She fucking loves them. She believes in nonsense like global warming and evolution, while I rely on cold, hard facts. Now on November 6th, you make sure and vote for me, the real American. Not this imposter whose name I can't even pronounce because I speak English. I'm your Republican candidate, and I approve this message. Funded by Texas Fags. Texas Families Against Gay Sex. When I'm kicking it real, son Pack of crackers coming up out the field, son Funk music for your kegger, you still drunk Break them off like the bricks with my shotgun Keep it raw, same way that my steaks cook Be the boss, only thing in my playbook Play it close like it's Texas, hold them Give me my money, boy, that's what I told them Long chairs, I can chill it, just fold them And that's every rapper, I'm trying to fill my quota Tell the bartender, whiskey, no soda And go on, have a toast for the kings of Georgia And Pop 
pop trunk and the guitars out. We gonna party, tell them all that the stars out. I get it popping in this thing like a fish fry. She see me coming, and boy, I thought the chick died, but she fainted. I'm yard call, ain't I? Outlaw to the bone, and most of y'all hate it. I'm inked up like the rhymes in my notebook, and I can kill it all bars with no hook. Got I'm choosing like they biting the trout line, and I can scoop them all at once and they all dimes. I'm being hotter than the summertime cookout, and when I grab the microphone, you better look out. Please don't make me get my gun. Please don't make me get my gun. organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college critical race theory. Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. Join Idaho Freedom Action. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? 
Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be alright for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com. T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. Salt Lake City, Utah, the crossroads of the West, home of the Salt Lake Temple, the Wasatch Mountains to the east of the city, and Red Pill Expo 2022, November 12th and 13th at the Calvin L. Rampton Salt Palace Convention Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. Can't make it to Salt Lake City? The Expo will be live-streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works. A world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open Open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2022. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. From the 
from the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. Songs you just heard, you just heard Bo Daniels with Pass Me the Bottle. Before that, Yard Call with Please Don't Make Me Get My Gun. And starting off the whole set, Topher with Bryson Gray and Facts Are Racist. All right, moving right along. I'm speaking with our good friend, the icon, Stephen James, continuing talking about the 2022 midterm elections. Here we go. 2022 midterm elections. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving right along, uh, still discussing the 2022 midterm elections, of course. This is the time where we normally would have the Steve solution. And, of course, the icon is with me right now. Uh, But uh, it's not really the Steve solution. We're continuing the discussion that uh, we've had pretty much for the whole show. But, uh, Steve, before I get started, uh, there was something you wanted to say. Uh, Well, and, by the way, thank you for having me on probably the most important show we are going to have this year. This is a very important show, and everyone needs to be paying attention. However, we are testing out some new technology here on Outlaw Radio. So, if you pay close attention to your screen, you are going to see a little green icon in the bottom of your corner. And if you're a Democrat and you click that button, what's really going to happen is... Uh, AI intelligence is actually going to scrub what we are going to say and turn it into what you want to hear. So if you are a Democrat, liberal douchebag, you are actually going to hear what you want to hear out of Outlaw Radio for about the next minute or so. So go ahead and click that button. Perfect. So what Billy... When it comes to race relations in this country, I don't think we need to ostracize these people. I think we need to be giving them a bigger helping hand and government needs to help them more uh, in ways of paying them higher wages and uh, college scholarships and basically making them better than everyone else while they have little to no education. Well, Stephen, uh, from what I understand, uh, you got you got a little black in your history there. You got a little African-American there. I got a little Native American. So, hey. I've got both, actually. We, we need our reparations, and we need them now. I can't even argue with that point because I think personally, I think I'm owed about $1.8 million from the U.S. government because of the way ancestors that my great, great, great grandparents never even met or knew existed. 
I need that money. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's only fair. I mean, we're we're still being oppressed to this day. And I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, that technology is flawed because um, real world policies are in play, and nobody gives a shit about an ancestor you never fucking met. Thank you, God. I, I can't even fake the liberal way. You <laughs> couldn't even fake your smile. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, let's get into what's going on with the midterms. All right. So, uh, Stephen, why don't you uh, give a little breakdown of what you got going there in uh, Arkansas? We, we all have got two measures here in Arkansas that I want to talk about. And these are the two big ones or not measures, two things. We have the governor's race, which if you believe the polls, uh, former white house press secretary, Sarah Sanders Huckabee, who has never held a political office, which by the way, neither have any of her uh, opponents Neither the Democrat or the third party nominee have ever held. No one has held a political office. This election makes history no matter what it is. A, no matter who wins, nobody's held a political office. B, either the Republican nominee wins and we have the first female governor of Arkansas. B, the Democrat wins, and we have the first African-American governor of Arkansas, or C, we have the first independent to ever hold the governor's seat of Arkansas. None of that actually really matters, because if the polls are to be believed, Sarah Sanders Huckabee, again, former White House press secretary, has and uh as of the polls I checked this morning, um they may have changed, you know how those go, but she has an eleven point lead, which means unless you know, and in this state that doesn't happen, unless Republicans just stay the fuck at home. She is going to win, and she's going to win by not quite a landslide, but she's going to win big. So we have that, and then we have the legalization of recreational marijuana. Lucky, uh, we've. I'm sorry. Lucky you. We got we got too we got too many LDS here in in Idaho that. Uh, well, they won't even fart that direction. So, well, that's the thing is, uh, you know, we uh, two years ago or three years ago, I can't remember which we and it took three turns on the ballot to get medical marijuana recognized. This is the first time that recreational marijuana use has been on the ballot. And if, again, the polls are to be believed Recreational marijuana needs a 60% vote to pass, and it's at 40% based on polls, which 
I will say I do believe it's probably going to fail, but not by that margin, because I believe there's you know too many Bible thumpers out there and don't start sending me angry tweets or voicemails at the Steve Solution hotline. I'm for recreational marijuana, by the way. I'm for medical. I don't use it myself. Not my thing. I don't care. But I am for it. There's too many overly strict religious people in this state that's the reason we still have dry counties. You can't get a statewide alcohol so, measure passed. So, so you think you're going to get marijuana? You can't get alcohol passed when you can't. You or sorry, you think you're going to get marijuana passed when you can't get alcohol passed. So, so basically, if New Year's Eve falls on a Sunday, you you better buy your beer earlier in the week and plan to party at home. Otherwise, no bar is going to be open. Oh yeah, I, I swear to God, if if a holiday falls on a Monday, because you can't buy alcohol on a holiday. If a holiday falls on a Monday, you better plan early to, to go to a liquor store on a Saturday because oh. and there is a measure by the way for three different counties only three by the way to sell alcohol on a Sunday there's no way recreational marijuana unfortunately passes in Arkansas this time around it's going to take probably Two more rounds on it because it took three rounds to pass the first time. I would say on the third, maybe even the fourth round, recreational will pass in Arkansas. I mean, it does happen, but it's not happening this time. And really, that's unfortunate. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I had no idea. And I used to live right next door to Arkansas and used to do uh, all my grocery shopping right there in West Memphis. Just Man, well, we were cheap. Arkansas was cheaper than Memphis. Yeah, that's that's why we that's why I always went to uh, West Memphis, Arkansas. Was go Drive across that bridge, baby. Yep, exactly. God, I wonder if they ever fixed that great big bump in the middle of that bridge, too. Uh which one? The old one or the new one? Oh, I didn't know there was an old one or a new one. It's oh well, then yes, because both are actually very smooth. Yeah, because one of them had a big old fucking bump in the middle of it. No, um, but uh, so obviously, you know, they're talking about this big red tsunami. Now, as I've already mentioned, um, one of uh, one of uh, our endorsed candidates, Brian Daly. Have you heard that name yet? I have not. Brian Daly is going up against none other than Gavin <laughs> Banger, wife Newsom. He is the oh. he is the Republican nominee for the governor of state of California. 
Um, however, we talk about this red tsunami. Uh, he's right now way behind in the polls, but uh, we'll see what happens on the 8th of November. However, oh, God, I, I fingers crossed for Dally, but uh, what do you, this is California we're talking about. Bless you. Excuse me. Well, the thing I see in California, and I'm not a conspiracy person per se, but how convenient is it that Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, coming off of a fucking DUI arrest? Well, he doesn't get what he when he drinks, he gets hammered. Okay, I, I don't even care about that. But <laughs> coming off of a DUI arrest and needing to do public spin, you want to talk about, I mean, you know, he could have fucking donated some, you know, shit to Toys for Tots. What the fuck? There's only two things about Paul, this Paul Pelosi thing that makes sense. Either there's somebody so fucking deranged in which at least me as a Republican, I will definitely, obviously, we none of us condone violence, especially like that. Or do you really, and I'm actually leaning to conspiracy theories, do you think his wife set some shit up and paid someone? Uh, I already said a long time ago um, that it wouldn't surprise me since she wasn't there in the first place and she put his head in a guillotine and said, take one for the team. That's exactly what I'm thinking because... One way or the other, if he lives, then hooray, but and we get extra stories. If he dies, well, we still get extra stories. I swear to God, she is behind this. Yeah, well, and then, of course, you got Biden, and there he goes again. The MAGA Republican, the MAGA Republican. They're the they're the worst enemies out there. The MAGA Republican. That shut the fuck up, old man. I will give. I don't do this well ever because I've never given Biden credit for anything. He did have a speech the other day that I was completely in support of, as far as inflation and you know all the you know money that's coming out of our pockets which was about nuisance fees it was a bad speech and it was poorly written and he spent too much time talking about uh airlines charging extra money for an extra six inches of seats that's not a nuisance fee that is an upgrade fee totally different that being said nuisance fees are a motherfucker and 
I don't care if you are Republican or a Democrat or anywhere in between or some crazy fucking party I've never heard of. Nuisance fees are fucking stupid. I understand a late fee. If you're you know late on a payment, sure, that company has a right to charge a fee for you being late. But you look at Ticketmaster, and I'm going to use them as the prime example. Tickets for a concert for, uh, fuck, let's say the Eagles. You know, the price for that ticket is, say, you know, $110.99. By the time you are done paying for that ticket, it's $175 fucking dollars because of fucking fees. And that's fucking ridiculous. And yeah, I, I agree with President Biden, and this is the only time you're going to hear me say that. Nuisance fees are bullshit. You cannot fucking advertise one price and just put in fucking small print plus taxes and fees. And then that, that shit becomes twice the price. So tell me, tell me this, if this is bullshit to you. So it was 20 years ago, I had this landlord that uh, um, if you were late on your rent, it was $5 until you paid your rent. Well, me, uh, there was one time I, I couldn't help it. I was late. And uh, with one paycheck, I paid the rent. And I said, I'll catch the late fees in the next check. She continued to charge late fees on, on top of the late fees that I hadn't paid yet. Uh, again, that is what, uh, um, unfortunately, the president was talking about. That is nuisance fees. Um, the company I, I work for does charge late fees. You know, if, if you rent something... Uh, you know, for a week and you are four days late, you get a $5 late fee. Whether you have one product, 20 products, doesn't matter. You have one late fee. Not so, yeah. So. And that does not multiply. If you are two weeks late, you don't get a second late fee. Yeah. You know, yeah, we do charge a late fee, but we don't multiply that shit. Well, but um, then again, uh, of course, when uh, with our taxes, keep uh, they keep uh, raising our taxes. I mean, my God, I think and having having Biden in there in the first place, uh, Biden is a nuisance charging us fees. So we want to get rid of the, the nuisance fees. Let's get rid of Biden. But that's my take. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, this is, again, I don't disagree with the man. Nuisance fees are one of the biggest problems with inflation in this country. 
And you're talking about, you know, whether they call it a late fee, whether they call it a processing fee, whether they call it a convenience fee, whatever. It doesn't fucking cost, and I know this because I work for a company that charges these fees, and I fucking hate myself every time I have to fucking do it to a customer. These fees are literally non-existent. It doesn't cost the company any more. You look at this Ticketmaster. They charge a, you know, a processing fee, which, by the way, uh, if you go to your local ghetto convenience store and have to use a credit card oh. or an ATM card, hold, hold on. They do charge a fee. It's usually about 25 cents because that's what the card company costs them. Well, yeah, but uh, God, one of the problems I had is uh, if you use your debit card, uh, because I was with Bank of America, I had to, I always tried to make sure I was always going to a Bank of America ATM because if I if I didn't, it was a five dollar fee from from that bank, and then Bank of America would match that fee. So if it was five dollars, it they it was doubled to ten every time. Well, again, that's what. You know, Bank of America was being charged from whatever company. I can understand that. And, the, you know, but I, I always found it a lot. I think, it, I think it's high, but I can understand that. I think I always found it a lot easier to go and buy a candy bar and get uh, 10, 20, 30 bucks cash back, whatever. Uh, but we do have to move on because uh, we don't have a lot of time. I just, Damn, and I had some really good points, but okay. Um, just uh, talking more more about uh, who's leading in the polls or not. Um, you're probably not aware. Uh, Lee Zeldin, he's running against Kathy Hochul in New York for governor there, and uh, it's a neck and neck race. New Yorkers are fucking tired of this shit too. I don't think it's as much of a neck and neck neck race as you think, because again, it's the Democrat people that have the free time to answer their phone and take polls. So a Republican poll is really at least 2% higher, maybe more. Because the Republican people are the ones actually out there working their jobs that don't have the fucking time to answer their polls. And, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, in New Hampshire. Last I knew, uh, Don Bolduck, he's leading Maggie Hassan for the Senate seat. And uh, it's about time because even the worst Democrats in New Hampshire don't like Maggie Hassan. So we're seeing that what I do find interesting because when was the last time a Republican was elected in New Hampshire? 
Well, their government, their governor they have now is a, is a Republican. Uh, is he really? Yeah, Chris Sununu, yeah. Huh. And uh, I apparently need to do more research. Uh, New Hampshire is more of a swing state than what we really think. Even though, you know, the last time, let's see, Bush in uh, 2000 was the last Republican to win president there. Um, but uh, there, there's still, it, it's, it's got a lot of conservative roots and a lot of conservative people. And even even blue dog Democrats that'll likely vote Democrat love, but still love their Second Amendment. Well, in the case of New Hampshire, there really are a lot of blue dogs in that state. Yes, and then of course uh, Flor Florida. I mean, as I was just talking to Patriotsky, especially oh, God, where, Florida, where he's at is blood red. And yeah, yeah. The problem with Florida is the vast majority of the state is blood red, but the most densely populated areas of Florida is fucking deep blue. That's where it really gets dicey, and that's why Florida is a swing state. Yes. And it look, looks like, too, I mean, uh, looks like it's going to be uh, Republican-dominated in Ohio. Um, definitely, of course, where, where you and I are at, you know, I mean, you're in Arkansas, I'm in Idaho. We're both in blood-red states. It's just that I think, uh, you know, I, I obviously have my pick for governor who you, I know, I know you don't like, um, but, uh, you know, the... The odds kind of favor the rhino we already have in office right now. That's a that being said, yes, I am in a blood red state, but if you took my state as a target, it would be severely blue, dead center in Little Rock. Yeah, it's amazing how all it takes is is the biggest cities and, and the whole state. Uh, overturns like they're they're trying to do in Idaho, uh, but uh, our 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 bluest part of Idaho happens to be Sun Valley Ketchum area, which of course um, this that's the place where the Hollywood elites go to play golf here in Idaho. That's where Ernest Hemingway lived for a while. So yeah, it's a beautiful area, but it's basically the liberals skid mark on the underwear of idaho well aside from the politics it sounds like we're at one of vacation yes <laughs> hey but uh, we are we are out of time uh because sorry the yeah the first segment was went on much longer than i expected but uh steven uh, we yeah the next week uh, there won't be a show because i will be in Salt Lake City for the uh, Red Pill Expo, you know, and uh, you laugh at me all all you want while I'm hanging out with the QAnons, but <laughs> I was just gonna say my grandfather used to call that place shit like salty, <laughs> well, and he and he was a Mormon from Salt Lake, so yeah, out oh, there, yeah, that's where they're having the Red Pill Expo, and yeah, there are going to be a lot of QAnons there. 
So I, I don't know, or I could step outside and hang out with the Mormons. <laughs> well, you're fucked either way. <laughs> hey, I don't have a, a problem with the QAnons of, I'm, I mean, I'm on a QAnon network and uh, I've already said, you know, I mean, uh, some of the listeners can call me uninformed if they want. Uh, others that uh, say, oh, you must be a QAnon if you're on that network. Uh, they can say that if they want. I don't identify as Q, but I don't have a problem with the Qs. But you do identify as LGQTBABCDEFG. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But anyway, Stephen, I will speak to you in a couple weeks. All right, buddy. All right. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. By all means, don't forget to uh, get out there and vote this coming Tuesday. If you're not registered, by all means, you have Monday and Tuesday before the polls close and get registered. All right. Going to on tap for next week, of course, or next week. Like I said, there won't be a show because I will be at the Red Pill Expo in Salt Lake City. Uh, the following week after that is to be determined. Going to end the show with Insatia with Not My God. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Can't believe you would say what you told me today. Oh, you've made it clear. Can't believe that you chose over what we both know, bringing me to tears. And time watching us fade. And I.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work as she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't count for these pancakes. Get yours today. 
Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Baby!